Hey, Harry. Hello, mate. Who do you think will win the football later? That's a tough one to call. First thing I would say to you is ignore all the paper talk and them TV pundits in their fancy suits. Sorry, son, I didn't mean you. Listen, if you want a sure winner, put your money on. Oh, no! Sandra's back and I forgot to take the bins out. Listen to Harry and make your best bet with BetVictor. 18 plus, please gamble responsibly. Son, I'm locked out. Very good day to you all. Welcome back to Eye on La Liga with myself, Ollie Wilson, Jason Pettigrove alongside me, as always. And once again, we are brought to you, of course, by Bet Victor. Very good day to you, Jace. How are we on this uh, fine summer's day? I mean, I hear, I hear oh you're my, suffering. Don't even start. Don't even start. It's hotter here than it is in Real Madrid's dressing room, and that's hot enough. <laughs> Honestly, it's terrible here. I, I don't know what we were complaining about though because we always moaned that oh it's so cold oh we never get any good weather in England blah 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 and then as soon as a heat wave comes along everyone's like oh geez it's too hot I mean we can never be happy as British people can we with what the weather is going to do and it's too cliche to be an English person moaning about the weather because A we have a reputation for moaning and B we have a reputation for only talking about the weather and everybody takes the mick out of our weather anyway uh, it's just we can't win Cannot win at all. No, but when it's this hot, I mean, 24, 25, a little bit of sunshine, a bit of a breeze, it's all good. I could deal with that all year round, but not when it's like this. It's absolutely sweltering here. But I guess, you know, you've got the other end. I think you said it was, what is it, 10 degrees where you are? Yeah, are, 10 so degrees at the moment. Perhaps we shouldn't complain too I'm much. I'm absolutely loving it here, though, because it's 10 degrees, and I'm still kind of, okay, jeans, T-shirt, jumper, maybe a jacket. Definitely in the evening, a woolly hat or something, just to make sure you stay warm, particularly with my bald head. But the locals here go OTT. I mean, we had a relatively mild day of about 14 degrees a couple of days ago, and there were still a lot of people out in bobble hat, scarf, big, thick winter coat. I was like, you must be boiling in that thing. There's no way that you're comfortable in 14 degrees like that. I mean, okay, we are already going into cliche territory of being two Englishmen talking about the weather and getting sidetracked on that when we should be talking about far more pressing things in the footballing world but yeah it's just very much amusing to see that people down in uh, in Argentina and Buenos Aires at the moment are kind of going well if it's a bit cold I might as well get the use out of my winter coat which is actually a very English thing as well so uh, (laughs) yeah thoroughly enjoying it Uh, thoroughly enjoying the work as well I did okay yeah we're gonna get sidetracked but this is football at least um did uh, Boca Juniors last night and they've played Atletico Paranaense three, uh, twice in the group stage and they're going to play them another two times in the first stage of the knockout competition of the Copa Libertadores my goodness every single game between these two ends up being an absolute cracker first game in the group stage Boca lose 3-0 in Brazil second game Boca get a 90th minute winner two goals in the last, 70 minute, uh, last 20 minutes and coming from behind to win and to then top the group then they get drawn together again in the knockout stages. And last night, Boca's new signing, Alexis McAllister, Brighton boy. Uh, well, he's not from Brighton, but he's 
plays for Brighton, hasn't yet played for the club, but has been moved on loan to back to Boca after spending some time at uh, another Argentinian club here, Argentina's juniors, at the first half of their season. But anyway, um, steps up, scores a cracker of a strike, albeit with a big deflection that whipped it into the far top corner. And then Atletico Paranaense miss a penalty in the last minute, and the guy that misses it is a man that got a hat-trick against Boca in the first meeting between them in the Copa Lib, and scored in the second as well. Would have been his fifth goal in three games against Boca, and instead he strikes the frame of the goal and it bounces away. And I've never seen a crowd in my life treat losing a first leg by one goal to nil like the end of the tournament tears all over the place it was kind of really? surreal yeah really odd I mean I, I don't know that I've ever seen a Boca game that's actually not been anything but exciting <laughs> I mean I, I'm, sh- I'm sure obviously you know like any team there is but whenever I watch them just set, and South American football in general it's it's a fantastic watch it's uh, I mean the Copa Libertadores is great Obviously, because it's like anybody that doesn't know, it's like the Champions League in that. So you're at this point as well in the final 16, you're getting the best of the best of South American club football playing each other, and and that's that's fantastic. The drop off between the Copa Libertadores and the Copa Sudamericana, which is like the Europa League over here, is dramatic. There are some really poor sides and really poor games in that, and uh, and then in the domestic leagues as well, there's a real low level of quality and so, but because. You might get a run out yourself, then. Oh yeah, definitely. I still haven't got the fitness in this heat. Unbelievable! It'd never last in the uh, in the summer months of their seasons. That's for sure. Maybe the winter. Get a, get a jog out now. But I'm carrying a knock, Jason. We all know this. I'm carrying a knock, you know. Oh yeah. Could have here come the violin. Could have done it if it wasn't for the dodgy knee. You know, it'd be very look. Every every week every week's a sob story. Come yeah, on. My, my life is so difficult. It's so difficult. <laughs> uh, it's always always brightened up though by having a chat with you about all things Spanish football. Everybody's been talking about one Mr. Gareth Bale. Um, seems like... Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely over. I noticed that you wrote an article this week. Uh, I can't remember the outlet. Yeah. And it was potentially could have been the shortest article on the planet, which is, does Gareth Bale still have a future at Real Madrid? I mean, how do you get paid for writing a one-word article that says no? <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it, it, he may still have one. I think, actually, the the issue, that, as I see it at the moment, is it's Zidane that very much wants him out. And President Florentino Perez still has a bit of a soft spot for him. From what we can sort of read and hear from various sources, you know, Perez doesn't want him to go. And I, I, I'm going to throw something out there, which I, I'm not sure if other people have or not. Could it be jealousy on Zidane's part? And it, it, that sounds an odd thing to say because it, it's Zinedine Zidane, one of the best ever to play the game. But, you know, Bale has scored more than he ever did at Real Madrid. I think he's almost up to the same amount of assists. You know, in terms of his play, I say he's more has been more decisive than perhaps Zidane ever was. And I don't know, he's very... He's not popular in the sense that he gets injured too much and obviously the fans there are very quick to turn on him. But when he's in the mood, there's none better. He's a fantastic player for them. You know, he has pace and abundance. He scores goals. He assists. He's got a great crossing ability. And I mean, he's the most successful British player that's ever played in the Liga. With Marco Asensio's injury, does that open the door for him again? Actually, perhaps Real Carnival to get rid of him. Uh, this was something I wanted to talk to you about because, uh, yeah, Marco Asensio having a, a pretty nasty injury in the preseason friendlies this week. And. Uh, looks like he's going to be out for an extended period of time which 
as you mentioned, Gareth Bale suddenly becomes like, well, it's not a bad replacement we could have. Look, the, the, the peculiar thing is that Zidane has towed a very hard line with he's not in my plans. Not the kind of, not what I want to use in Real Madrid. He's not going to get time. Which is quite... And which is fair enough. Let, let, let's be honest. Sorry to cut across you there, but let's be honest. He's within his rights to to come out and say that it, there's a player there that he doesn't fancy. He's the coach, after all. I think it's the way he went about it. He was very definitive and almost quite nasty in, in the way that he sort of said, you know, let's get rid of him, hopefully, in the next day or two. I think that's what's got up a lot of people's noses. But the fact that, you know, he's come out and said... You know, he's done it with Mariano. He's made it clear to Mariano that he's got to leave as well and there's barely been a raised eyebrow about that. So he's, he's within his rights to say that Bale doesn't fit his plans for the future. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'd rather see this than than anything else. Zidane's got a clear set plan and he's being assertive with the players that he wants to keep around and he, and he doesn't want to keep around. And I think if you're a football manager, in a day and age of player power, it's a really interesting kind of complex in this point because... If Bale stays, it will show how much player power I think there is. If Bale's just like, well, I'm just going to stick around. As I've mentioned it on this podcast before with the Jack Robwell situation at Sunderland that was on the documentary that went out on Netflix where they, where Sunderland wanted to move him on because he was on big wages. And Robwell kind of said, nah, I'm, I'm okay here actually. I like, I like my life here and even though I'm not playing, I'm getting a good paycheck so I'll just, I'll just see out my contract. And, and in crippling... Sunderland financially at that point um, with, with the money that he was on now Real Madrid aren't necessarily going to be crippled but they're certainly going to have their hands tied slightly in terms of what else they can do in the transfer market if Bale just kind of says no I'm, I'm okay here actually I'm enjoying it so I'll just stick it out see the money do whatever do my thing if I don't play I don't play and then I'll, I'll go off elsewhere which is a shame but to see a player of such quality then not playing football in any way shape or form because Zidane doesn't want him there but I do rate the fact yeah, that see, Zidane's I, I, I being clear subs- with his message it's look you're not in the plans it's I, better for us to move on there's no grey area about it no I agree but I also don't subscribe to the view that there is this rumour and we don't know how true it is that you know, Bauer said he'll quite happily sit there for the remainder of his contract and play golf for a, a professional to come out and say that I, f- I find that very very hard to believe especially someone of Bale's quality you know you, okay so you can not pl- Rabio did it at PSG but to me he's a slightly different kettle of fish to Gareth Bale Gareth Bale's still got a hell of a lot to offer the game of football and to just sit there for two three years whatever it is he's got left you know at the end of his car- at the end of his contract what position is he going to be in having not played proper top flight competitive football for the best part of two or three seasons I, I don't subscribe to where that. do you subscribe on the idea that Zidane has been uh, disrespectful of Gareth Bell that's the big word that's been thrown around the place and a lot of it has come from the fact that Zidane has taken such a hard line on the idea of he doesn't have Bell in his plans because I see it as it's not disrespectful in football's a business anyway Bale is basically an employee of the manager and Bale it doesn't fit into the idea that Zidane has. So he's been very clear with it. What would be more disrespectful, I think, would be saying, oh, I love Gareth, I want him to stay, and then trying to move him on and you know, not playing him in games in any way, shape or form, etc. That would be more disrespectful. He's actually being very clear, both publicly and with Bale, of what he wants. Hmm. He wants Bale gone. He's been, I, I don't he, think that's disrespectful. He's been very, he's been very blunt and... 
I think, you know, as you said, in business, which is really, let's be honest, this is what this is. Sometimes you have to be that blunt to get the point across succinctly. And, you know, I agree with you. I think he's been very clear. I think supporters have to realise, you know, especially when you're in the top echelons of any sort of business, whether it's, you know, sports, athletics, you know, just general business, when you're at the very top, sometimes you have to tell it like it is, and that is going to put people's noses out of joint. But, you know, sorry, you're earning whatever you're earning, a couple of hundred thousand pounds a week. You should have shoulders broad enough to accept that some, you know, Zidane hasn't got it in for him. He's just said, I don't fancy you anymore. There's no real issue there. The issue, I think, now actually, potentially for Zidane, because if we take the viewpoint that Bale doesn't have a future, Hamas Rodriguez would appear not to have a future. We don't know if Isco has a future there. Asensio has a future, but not in the immediate future because of his injury. And then Zidane's looking at still really a lot of the old guard still being there. Marcelo wasn't very good for large parts of last season. Dare I say it, Ramos wasn't captain fantastic for a lot of the games he played. So I think actually Zidane's making a rod for his own back by keeping hold of those players and then people like Hammers and Isco, the game changers in my opinion, looking to offload them. But again we come back to the fact that he's got a very clear plan he knows what he wants and he's going to live or die by those decisions and I suppose for that you have to acknowledge that you know he's he's doing it his he's way digging himself a hole at this point I'd certainly say that uh, right now Zinedine Zidane and it's it's quite publicly done so this whole position is going to be of his own making and he's going to have to sink or swim by it it's very much the uh, the last inflatable left in the pool for him to cling on to in terms of already really what's been a pretty difficult pre-season for Real Madrid in dealing with this Gareth Bale position and dealing with some of the other players as well. Uh, just finally then, um, Bale's options. Liverpool have ruled themselves out. Manchester United are in there. China are talking about a million pound a week deal for him there. I mean, a player of his quality. And this was another thing that a couple of, uh, a couple of ex-players have spoken about in the last few days. I heard Don Hutchinson uh, talking about this idea of when a player knows that he's leaving and he's not in a manager's position, generally he's just got to accept that. Bale doesn't seem to be doing that at the moment. Yeah. He said he wants to fight for his place and wants to stay at Real Madrid, which, you know, if if it's that idea and not the golfing every single day idea, then I stick by that. There's, you know, you want to fight for your place at one of the biggest sides in the world, and I respect that from Bale as well for saying that that's what he wants. He's probably not going to get it, though, because once a manager wants you gone, a manager wants you gone and you're done. Um, but in terms of going anywhere else... Do you go with what some players are saying, which is Bale doesn't need the money, he should go somewhere for trophies? Or do you go with the idea of, well, you wouldn't begrudge him just taking a million pound a week in China? He's already said, I think, quite clearly that he's not going to go to China. I think his agent, Jonathan Barnett, ruled that out as well. A lot um, of things get said, though, Jason. Especially when a million pound a week's know, on the table. Uh, for me, I think he's better than that. You know, you don't need to take the money. I know plenty of players do. But, you know, at his stage of his career, he doesn't need to sort of be put out to pasture in the Chinese Super League. And let's be honest, it's where people that are coming to the end of their career are going. Um, you know, there's one or two slightly younger that are literally there for the money. I don't like all that, even though it is a part of the game. I think the difficulty for Bale is that there doesn't really seem to be that much in terms of offers coming in. I think there was one that was rumoured from Tottenham about 55, 60 million, which is well below what Real Madrid 
think he's valued at. And I've not heard too much else. I think it comes back to the point again of Perez still wanting him to be there. Because why are you going to sell someone that you believe is still one of your best players for probably about half of what they could get for him? Unless it really is, there's something that we don't know about the dressing room dynamic and the real reason why Zidane wants to get him out. Do they get to the end of the window and they think that we've just got to cut our losses, we'll take whatever offers come our way? I think he has to go back to the Premier League. Um, I don't see him in Italy or France or anywhere like that. I think we spoke before about his, I don't know if his inability to learn Spanish or just a, almost a blanket refusal to do so. But on that basis, he's not going to go to another country and then try and not learn another language. So I think if he goes anywhere, it'll be back to the Premier League. The only two teams I can see that will possibly show an interest and potentially have the money to, to back up that interest would be Tottenham and possibly Man United. Other than that, I think he's stuck where he is now. And, you know, he just has to take what he can get. It's interesting that uh, most of the betting sites, including BetVictor, still have the best or, or the shortest odds, excuse me. Uh, the favourite is still a Chinese club rather than Tottenham that are coming in at around about 9-1 to one at the moment. And uh, obviously Manchester United still linked as well. But as you mentioned, there aren't many teams whose names are being thrown around. And those that have had the names thrown around are quickly denying such things. I mean, Tottenham are never going to pay uh, the the wages that Gareth Bale is on at the moment at Real Madrid just not going to happen with Daniel Levy especially as they have uh, player parity contracts there so for instance if Bale were to come in on about 300,000 it would mean that Harry Kane's contract would have to go up to around about that as well so it, w it would cost them far too much in that case uh, Manchester United maybe um, I'd I'm not sure Ole Gunnar Solskjaer really would want to deal with the furore that would be having Gareth Bale when he's trying to just rebuild the United side into a, a hard-working United side that has production. I was thinking maybe Juventus, but you couldn't pair Ronaldo and Bale back together, together again, could you? However much I'm sure they would love to, I just don't think that would be a, a possibility. Do you, do you think, because Juventus is, is one team that have been semi-linked with Bale in terms of uh, what people expect on, in the betting market at the moment. Uh, given around about, uh, by some of them, about 12 to 1 are the shortest odds that I've seen. Others coming in around about 30 to 1. Bet Victor's last time I saw was around about 28 to 1 for Juventus. I mean, it's not out of the realms of possibility. It's something that you, the, the Italian club would like. You just couldn't have Ronaldo and Bale back together. You can never say never in football, and that is the biggest cliche there is, but it, it's it's an honest one. It could happen, and Dybala's going to go. I know, obviously, Bale was in, in Dybala's position, but there'd be money freed up uh, if and when he leaves. Would he play with Ronaldo again? Again, depending which sources you believe, which newspapers you read, they either got on very well in the dressing room or they were you know, with two big egos clashing. At the end of the day, it comes down to football being a business again. And, you know, would Bale think he can win trophies with Juve? Would Juve believe that Bale would actually help, you know, push them on and get them to that longed-for Champions League? So, you know, maybe you can't discount it. I think it's unlikely. Uh, and I'll still stick by what I just said, that I don't see him moving anywhere other than the Premier League if he is to go. At this stage, I can actually see him staying at Real Madrid. 
be interesting to see what happens in the next few days. This is something that isn't going to go away. And I think any move that comes out of it is going to be a little surprising, regardless of where Gareth Bale ends up, even if it is just staying at Real Madrid. But I'm sure we'll have to touch on it again at some point. Uh, Gareth Bale, a man with four Champions Leagues, one league title, one Copa del Rey title, one Supercopa de España, and three UEFA Super Cups, and three club FIFA Club World Cups as well. He's certainly created a nice little trophy cabinet for himself at Real Madrid. He's done himself very well in terms of making an impact in those big games, but still not in Zidane's plans going into the future. Jace, thanks as always, mate. I know we've stayed on one topic today, which is surprising for us, but uh, it's been it's been good to kind of dig a little deeper into this Gareth Bale thing. Absolutely, and I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about this time next I'm week. I'm sure. Uh, I might not be alive next week, but um, I'll, t- I'll tell you off air about <laughs> the troubles that are going to take place on Sunday for me. Uh, but until uh, until next week, we'll be chatting all things uh, Eye on the Liga once again in about seven days' time. Remember to get onto betvictor.com for all of your transfer gambling needs. And, of course, you must gamble aware. Please gamble responsibly. Be 18 or over and visit begambleaware.org for more information. Until then, Jace, cheers very much, mate. Have a good week and we'll catch all of you in a few days' time. Take care. Enjoy the football.